Today we are answering some more questions. Thank you so much for everyone who comments and questions. These will all be on our Scott and Kelly podcast, which is on all platforms. Thank you to those of you who have left us a review. This question says, do you feel all married women should leave the workforce? This seems nearly impossible as there are jobs which are heavily female dominated, like teachers of young children and nurses, caregivers, Women flourish in these positions due to their nature to nurture. So, no, we do not feel all married women should come home. Or will come or, home. Or will come home. <laughs> We're talking to Christians who want to be countercultural. We're talking to Christians who want to live differently to the popular culture. It's always going to be a minority. It's going to be a peculiar people. So, of course, there's going to be, you know, 80% of the world that wants to go and live on the conveyor belt of culture. So, no, this is not all women. You know, our videos are not for everybody. We think God's ways are better than the culture's ways and will serve you and your families better, but we're not naive to think that there will be a day when all women are homemakers. That would be ideal, but... Yeah, we're not in control over you, so we don't have the power to make you go and do this. That being said, there are jobs which are female-dominated, like teachers of young children, nurses, and caregivers. What we see with this is teachers of young children, you're not stopping doing that if you come home and teach your own children. You're not stopping being a nurse and a caregiver if you come home to your own family. The reason we need teachers in public schools is because of the 99% of mothers who are outsourcing their children. 99% of nurses and caregivers are dealing with diseases and issues that could have been dealt with if their mothers had, had proper nutrition and care and instruction for hygiene and health and stress. Women flourish in these positions due to their nature to nurture. And so you have to ask the question, do they flourish in these positions? You know, is a woman flourishing having to look after 30 to 40 unloved children whose parents don't discipline them? And For now, eight hours, five days a week. Yeah. You know, and are you flourishing as a nurse in a pharmaceutical industry where you have all these obese, sickly people who you're just pumping full of pharmaceuticals, working 12-hour shifts or whatever you work? Are you flourishing? A lot of the stuff that we share is towards the women who does not like her job. Those who love their job and are career women, they're never going to click on our videos to begin with. This is for the woman who their current life isn't working, and so they're looking for a different way of living. I mean, we have so many amazing testimonies. Uh, on our videos of women who have come out of corporate workplaces, the difference in their life and their family's life and their homes from them quitting their jobs to them becoming homemakers. There is sacrifices that do come with that. We had a, a little short video that someone commented on and they said, this is unrealistic in America unless you wanna be in poverty. We usually get comments like that about being a homemaker is a privilege. For us, that's not the case. It's a choice. A big issue with choosing this lifestyle is knowing you're gonna go without certain comforts and certain Status symbols. status symbols of the world. If you want a really expensive house in the fancy neighborhood and you want two brand new cars every year and you want to go eat out five times a week and you want to go and shop all the most expensive brands and you want to go and do all the expensive entertainments and you want to travel, that's going to cost you a lot of money and you just have to understand that that is what you are choosing, that is what you are valuing, prioritizing over having a more peaceful marriage, having more time together, having more time with your family, how do I be on mission with my husband and help him and be a help me to him? That is what you're choosing. So it's not a privilege, it's a choice. We go without a ton of things mm -hmm. where if we doubled our income, 
we could have so much more things. We could have all the things that we want and we can go do all the things that we want to do. But there's an element of contentment, an element of choice of value where a lot of women struggle nowadays because of this desire for status symbols, the desire to be seen as a high status person out in the workforce. I've made it. And that comes with academic degrees, it comes with career titles, job position mm -hmm. titles, the car you drive, the house you live in, the clothes you wear, the places and events that you're seen at. Those are all status markers. And so what you're saying is how other people see me is more important to the role that God has given me to perform in my household and with my husband. So choice issue. And we've known people who husband and wife both work separate jobs. They live in the huge house. Outwardly, everything looks picture perfect because all the kids have the nicest brand of clothes. But when you get into their inside lives, there's so much brokenness. There is kids that have turned into, well, they were tyrants as children, but have now become adult tyrants. You do have to wonder, is this the fruit of the wife working outside of the home and not being able to be fully invested in her children, in the household, and in her husband's mission, but instead pursuing an independent mission so that she could have all the luxuries to look good on the outside. There's a cost to that. There was someone that commented on something I shared years ago. I said something to the point of the ultimate fulfillment or purpose or role of a woman is to be a wife and a mother. I wasn't saying that to hurt people who aren't in those positions. I was just saying that that is what every woman longs for. I feel I have some sort of authority to say that because we are people without children. So anyways, someone commented on that post and she said something to the point of you can have all three, uh, be a wife, mother, and pursue a career. I remember we talked about it and we were like, well, something's gonna drop. Sure, you can have all three and many women and do but are you gonna do all three well and the fruit will eventually re reveal itself and unfortunately this person is now divorced because they did put their career as a priority and they weren't even honest with themselves about that enough to say like actually yes my career is my pr priority and my children and my husband do come second to that we've had homemaker ladies say well what do I say to the women who do work outside the home and they say, well, I'm doing all the same things you're doing and I have a career. I don't think they know what a homemaker does. I think they think that the homemaker just cooks and cleans and this career woman comes home from her job and she still has to cook, she still has to clean. So in her mind, it's like, well, I do everything that you're doing, you can do it all. One, are you doing it well and with joy? Or are you angry, yelling at your children, yelling at your husband, is life at home chaotic? Are you joyful in doing those things? I think also just understanding the times. You only have maybe 18 years with your children to be the chief influence in their life and train them and shape them in the way that they should go. If you're spending eight to 10 hours a day separated from them, then another eight hours sleeping. If you're only spending six hours a day with them. I would say less than that because of all the... But let's be generous. Like if you're okay. spending six hours a day with them, you're missing out on all of these shaping moments, all of these training moments. So many people complain of, oh, you won't believe what my daughter's doing. You won't believe what my son's doing. Why, why is my son this way? Why is my daughter this way? Why are you this way? Why did you let this happen? You are the one who's responsible to spend time and train your children. We've seen that as a culture where mothers outsourcing their children 
and thinking that they can go pursue status in a career that matters. And I am this job title and I drive this car. We're in this zip code. None of it matters if your children hate you, if your children hate themselves. And hate God. And hate God. Next thing, what did you want to say? Well, I was also thinking uh, when we've been in South Africa, these ladies who live in very rural conditions and like just kind of go with the flow, they're very easygoing. Their fertility rates are like through the roof, like twins. And every time we go back to South Africa, these mamas are always pregnant and giving birth to more children. And I was like, it's very interesting because from these tribal people groups, how are they eating not nutritious foods because they're eating like pop, what do you call pop? Grits. Grits, but like white mm -hmm. grains. Non-organic, not nutritious foods, yet they are popping babies out every few years. And I'm like, how is infertility such a big problem in America and in first world countries, yet third world countries, these ladies can't stop having mm -hmm. children. And we were like, is it lifestyle? Like this overwhelming contentment that they have? Like life is, you just do with what you have and... Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> I don't know. And I, mm -hmm. I think that there's something to learn Western from them. Western women are stressed out yeah. and anxious and depressed. Yeah. And I do think a lot of it comes from comparison, mm -hmm. especially with social media these days. It, it's like, well, they have the dream life and it makes you want to have those things. Yeah, it, it's interesting looking at these uh, women in very rural tribal areas of Africa and seeing, like, they're not stressed. They're not even concerned about tomorrow. Like, it is what it is. And, and their status markers are children. Yes, that is very true. Mm -hmm. Next comment. You aren't set for life with a million bucks. If you have a family with inflation, you're set for 10 years max. And that's just living expenses. If you have to pay off a mortgage, pay for an education or start a business, that'll go so much faster. It's not living toward your fear. It's living in reality. If that's your view of your own ability to be a home economist, of your own ability to be productive and to be savvy, thrifty, as a lady, if you're just going to blow through a million bucks, that's on you. You're telling on yourself your own consumer mindset of, oh, a million bucks, I'm going to blow through that in 10 years because my expenses are 100 grand a year. I don't have any idea how to invest money, how to make money grow, how to steward money, how to cut expenses, increase incomes. I have no idea because I am useless as an economist. This great feminist lie that women are these amazing boss babes who can go and have amazing careers, but the moment that they become a homemaker, they're stupid and they don't know how to invest money. They don't know how to live and economize. It's such a low IQ thing of, oh, a woman's a housewife, so she's just gonna struggle and be in poverty. It, it does make me angry because it's like, you can't see your own stupidity of what you're painting yourself. You're painting yourself that if I stop being a boss babe who makes a hundred grand a year, because you're spending a hundred grand a year, that you wouldn't know how to live on a million bucks because you can't control yourself. You can't control your spending. Praise God if you follow Dave Ramsey and you're very good with your money. If you're saving at, at a 10% savings rate every year and you can save a hundred grand a year, it'll take you 10 years to pile up a million bucks. So if you get a million bucks dropped on your lap, that would be an incredible windfall of like, wow, this is 10 years of hard, you know, I mean, how often does anyone get a yeah. million dollars at yeah. once? The vast majority of people are not saving at the rate of a hundred grand a year. 
into a savings or an investment account or, or an asset base of some sort. Maybe some people are saving at 10 grand a year, yeah. you know, 10 to, to 50 grand a year. That's 20 years worth of saving, you know, so to say, oh, a million bucks is nothing. That's a lifetime's worth of saving. That's a lifetime's work worth of investment to a lot of people. So you're just telling on yourself of your own inability to manage money. A prudent wife, who can find? A prudent wife is her husband's crown. The two really root issues that we're addressing in all of these questions is contentment versus envy or insecurity or anxiety. But if you're content of, Lord, you give me my daily bread and we trust in you to bless us and you couple that with productivity, which means I am going to be productive with my time, productive with my hands, my talents, my skills in my household, treat my household as an economy rather than consumption. Because that's, that's the world, right? It's envy, striving after status, striving after comparison uh, and consumption. The way that you do it is just consume, consume, consume. You know, oh, we're a two income household. Well, you know, you get bumped up, you get a promotion or you get a windfall, new toy or bigger house. You, you're always matching your income level with your expenses. You're never, you're never happy. You're never content with where you're at. So any increase in finances, you're like, well, just bump up our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's an that's a envy and an and a uncontrollability of our desires. We want contentment. We want to be content with, with what we have, be thankful, be grateful for what we have. And then productivity. We want to be productive in our household, not consumptive. We can go and be resourceful after the things that we're trying to achieve. You know, that's, that's part of living by faith is, well, we don't have the money to just go buy it or, or accomplish it, but we're gonna go and do it anyway. We're gonna take the next step toward our goals and our plans and our values anyway. And that's what makes life so exciting is seeing how God provides for you, seeing how you can be resourceful with your time and your skills, seeing things happen that you thought would never happen. Mm. It, it makes life exciting. When we first got married, uh, you had this thing you always said of lack of resources creates resourcefulness. And it was such a good vision for me because it made me start looking at things in a resourceful way of how, are, how can I use the things that I already have? There's great purpose in that. And then there's great excitement because when you know, there's things around your house or in your yard or in your property and you start using them, you're like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for putting these things here and that I get to be a good steward of these things. And I don't know how many times our big audacious prayers board is filled with mm -hmm. testimonies because we couldn't do them in our own strength. Yeah. It was living a life dependent on the Lord and he does provide our needs when we need it. Praise God. Bless you guys. And bless your home economies.